Hey, Frank. Guess what? What? We are running a campaign on Patreon. We Did are. You know that? Yeah, I, it's something that I'm aware of. It's something that I hope our listeners are aware of. But we, I just before we start the show, we just wanted to jump in real quick and say, hey, wouldn't it be nice if you got if you helped us produce this show? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you uh, if you if you you know became part of the show in a <laughs> A financial way. Yeah. We're not going to promise you uh, that uh, any of the money that you donate to us will be uh, visited back to you tenfold. Oh. That the Lord will bless you for your donation. Because <laughs> um, that's probably, I wish we could. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, it does help us produce the show. So if yeah. you would like to be part of helping us, uh, we'd sure appreciate it. Uh, the place to go is patreon.com. Slash TGI Atheist, mm-hmm. or go to the, or just go to thankgodimatheist.com and there's a little button you you could just click. Just get just get in there and uh, you d- you decide how much you love us. Yeah, and then you show us monetarily. <laughs> All right, well, let's start this show. Hi guys, well from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast, I'm Frank, and I am Dan. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I did a little pause for uh, drama. Okay. A little dramatic pause. Well, good. Yeah. And coming up today on the show, uh, we're going to be talking... uh, Fashion. Fashion. It's fall yeah. fashion. <laughs> We're definitely attire. I don't know about fashion, Dan. Y- yeah, it's fashion to some. Uh, we're gonna be talking about religious clothes. Uh, yeah, which, which let me tell you, when uh, you do Google searches for weird religious clothing, <laughs> you know you're you're doing it wrong. Uh, no matter what variation of that you do, uh, the the temple garments. Are just oh at the yeah! Top of the list. Sure, so. sure. Mormon Mormon underwear is fascinating to all <laughs> until you see it, and then you're like, "Oh, that's really ew." Kind of just plain and gross, and just looks like a a turn of the century swimming costume. Yeah, basically, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't had to update it, considering it's under all the clothes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just it's kind of just. Uh, I mean, horrible. they have updated they it, have. but it's not. Anyway, we'll talk about all that later on. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get to the Mormon. Yeah, we'll probably get to those. I hope not. Uh, Hey, why don't you start us off with a little uh, tell us a story there? Okay. Um, Well, in the news this week, Ben Carlson. I thought you were going to say Benghazi. (laughs) I was like, oh, God, really? We're going to go to that? Ben Carson. Okay. Uh, Presidential hopeful. Yes. Yes. Surgeon. Mm-hmm. And uh and rabid anti abortionist. Well, one would think so. Yeah, but rabid. Yeah. He wants no no exemption for rape and incest. Well he's never had an abortion. Yeah. So why should it be so hard for other people not to have one? Yeah. Yeah. Well he um he 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 says that all you have to do is go Go and look up many stories, the many stories of people who have had very useful lives who were the result of rape or incest. And then, and that's how you know 
that you should have to that that a woman should have to go through that. Oh, absolutely. You know. Now there he's he says that uh, in the in rare cases involving the mother's health, um, there might there might be some exception that mm. could be made. Oh wow, um, he's so generous. If people can come <laughs> up with a reasonable explanation of why they would like to kill a baby. <laughs> Those are his words. Yes, of course. Yes. That's exactly how you mm -hmm. word that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. He would love to see the Supreme Court's um, uh, Roe v. Wade decision, um, which, of course, legalized abortion. Right. He wants that overturned. He wants it overturned. Like yeah. to see it go away. No can, more. Can you imagine if that guy actually became president? Oh, it's terrifying. I mean, it's impossible, but it's just a weird thought. Yeah. No. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing new. We've he we've heard that uh, line of thinking before, yeah. but not. I mean, a presidential candidate getting that radically right wing about it. It's. I mean, well, we'll we'll hear more about yeah, him from but him here's later. Here's the deal. Okay. Here's the deal. Have you heard this line of thinking? Um, mothers should not have the right to terminate an unwanted pregnancy. Carson said this was all on Meet the Press. Okay. Anyway. Um, just as slave owners did not have the right to do whatever they wanted to their slaves. Had, abo had a abo abolitionists allowed that, he said, where would we be? What? <laughs> I, so I, the baby's the slave, the fetus is the slave, and the mother's the slave owner in this what? little uh, <laughs> foot-in-mouth horrifying, horrifying comment. Ben Carson, I know that you're listening because <laughs> obviously we're the show that you listen to on the reg. Um, yeah. The fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm trying, I am literally racking my brain. I, I'm a reasonably intelligent human being. I am trying to. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pause for a moment while I flip Frank off and then we'll go on. The point is. I am literally trying to figure out what the fuck his metaphor means, and I'm not getting it. No. Like, what, what, what are you talking about? Mm. Is that was that just like a way for him to like try? Was that a play to make himself more accessible to white voters? I don't know. Like, I don't wh know. What is he doing? I don't know. That's crazy talk. But the mother apparently is the slave owner. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. With her slave baby, but she can't just. There are rules. There were even rules then. So can you? Can she like <laughs> whip her womb to to punish the? But, but here's the deal. Mm. I thought slave owners did have the right to do whatever they yeah, wanted. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah, they. This is kind of where it falls apart a little. They beat and murdered their slaves with impunity. Raped. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It, their property. Yeah. Ben Carson's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy, crazy proof mm. positive. That's a nutball thing to say. Mm-hmm. God, that man. Yeah. We're going to hear more from him yeah, later Yeah, I did kind of bury the lead on that one, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It, we it got to like it, it was something we could build to. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I don't know why. I wanted to do something to do with the recent... Uh, uh, Parliament of World Religions that that occurred here in Salt Lake City this oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we missed it. I was out of town. Yeah. Uh, so I was, and you you had family in town. We 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 weren't able to attend. No. I, it was my original intention to attend this thing. Mm -hmm. This is not the same as the World 
family the, the world, world conference conference of families, of families which yeah. also was here no or, or coming. Is, is coming that's this week jesus christ why is every i mean this is like the third that'll be that'll be the third major religious convention in salt lake city not including the mormons yeah this year mm-hmm. wait who was the first one the episcopals oh that's right yeah why are they coming here? We are we are a religious destination. We're like Mecca for religions. Mm. That's a joke because Mecca is for a religion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, so so this is not the hateful one. This is the just sort of bland, no, boring yeah. one. They're kind of touchy feely. They like the environment. Yes. They like um, the keynote addressing was, poverty issues. The keynote was supposed to be the Dalai Lama, but yeah. he backed out. It was too controversial, <laughs> the whole thing. Salt Lake City just doesn't. <laughs> it's the altitude. Those Nepalis can't deal they with just, altitude. Uh, they hate it. They get all. the nosebleeds. Anyway, uh, so this happened. So so this conference happened here, and I wanted to just touch on a thing that happened at this conference. Okay. Because I'm I'm not sure how to feel about it. Hmm. There was a women's silent walk for peace. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, a whole bunch of women of all of the faiths gathered together and walked through, I guess, the 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 uh, the Salt Palace, I guess okay. is probably where it they was. Walked around it? The convention center okay. in silence. Well, you don't want to hear them when they get talking. <laughs> so it's just gab, gab, gab. I just, you know, here's the thing. There are all these tweets that are like, this was deeply moving to watch and blah, blah, blah. And I just think, great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I support women. Mm-hmm. And how much peace do they think they're achieving? Well, there was some peace and quiet. There was some of that. There was some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Women's silent walk for peace in our... peaceful. Let there be peace uh, in our, if not in our time, in our ears. (laughs) In these hallowed halls of the Salt Lake City Convention. So I guess part of what I wanted to bring up was like, demonstrations like this are common. Mm -hmm. I just, maybe I don't get them. It feels like specifically a silent walk for peace or yeah, anything, anything that's like, that's like we are, we are doing an event to get, I mean, you get a little bit of publicity for Mm -hmm. your, for your thing. So maybe that's a thing. We're talking about it. I just don't, I, it's just for peace. That's, I mean, they're getting publicity for the concept of peace. Yeah. Peace needs more attention. You Doesn't got, it? No, you got to get specific. You got to say like, <laughs> this is for peace in Syria, and we're marching to these folk are far too ecumenical to be tied down oh to anything God. like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they, the, the, I mean that was the thing that I was picking up on. Uh, just sort of little tidbits that I heard. It's it's just all these different. All these different religious groups getting together, and the yeah. only way for them not to for for the whole thing to not end up in a bloodbath is for them to not really talk about anything right. at all in any kind of specifics. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's actually fitting that they wouldn't it's talk so true during their little march for right. peace. Right. If we talk, we're only going to fight. We're going to figure out where we disagree. So, so let's, let's just... lock arms and walk together, yeah. and everybody shut the fuck up yeah. because if we say anything, it's going to end up in <laughs> in a fight. I mean, to be honest, like, because I did look up their website, 
Um, I remember, and and I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Like they are all about the environment, and they yes. are about you know people getting along. Um, I'm all for those things. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I I, f- I feel like me too. Atheists should have a place at the table. Yeah. We you should know, we the, should have the, been there. The Parliament of World Religions and None. All right. The par- you know? Parliament of World People who care about these things. Yeah, why not? Why does it have to be people of faith? I but I think it's great that people of faith are doing it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. They're not causing problems. No. You know. No, let me tell just, you. They're walking there were, around there were in people silence. walking around the streets of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh in all all sorts of religious garb. Oh. Stuff I didn't, I had no clue what it was. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, maybe we'll figure that out at the end of the old, show. Old white people in like fl- white flowing robes. Oh. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. I had no clue. Ghosts. Yeah. Those are ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, very hippie looking yeah. ghosts at the same time. I didn't know what that one was. But There you go. Anywho. All right. Well, sticking with... Um, We'll stick with with a local connection. Sure, that? great. Um, you, Dan, know who M. Russell Ballard? Oh yeah, is yeah. M-, M and I go way back. Yeah, he's an LDS apostle. Um, and there's a little little uh, snippet of a speech that uh, that he gave back in uh, February of uh, 2014. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Down in uh, Buenos Aires. Aris. Oh, in Argentina. Oh, right. That's not Canada. No. Okay. Uh, it was a young adult, something or other, and he's up there. He's talking, and you know, it's it's South America, so he had probably Catholicism on his mind. Sure. They, um, they do like the Catholics down in in the southern part of the Americas. Yeah. Um. So he says. And this, I'm just going to read this this little this little pull quote okay. that, that, that this article has, and it says most people don't know where they came from, they don't know why they're here, and they don't know where they're going. Right? That's the whole. That's the plan of salvation. That's that the big Mormon thing. Yeah, and Mormons know they know where they came from, they know why they're here, and they know where they're going. Right. And if they have a Catholic background, they don't know who God is. They don't know. Who the Savior is, nor do they know who the Holy Ghost is. Oh my God! <laughs> and we know who they are because Joseph knelt in the presence of the Father and the Son, and our Father introduced the Savior to him in these words: "Joseph, this is my beloved Son. Hear him." A boy who then was nurtured and trained by the Savior of the world to restore the fullness of the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ to the earth. Oh, wow. Uh, I guess he went on to uh, present Joseph Smith's um, sort of his credentials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those um, fine, fine bona fides that you know, because Joseph Smith has. I mean, that's the whole thing is is that Mormons claim that the the Catholics lost their way and uh, lost, of course, uh, ecclesiastical authority. Right. The, right. the Mormons claim that everybody lost their way. Right. But. The, in Christianity, the big one, right, the one that has like the claims to make uh, about being connected all the way back, right? Yeah, uh, because of Peter, right? Saint well, Peter, he held the keys, went yeah, to Rome, yeah, 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 established yeah. the Roman Church. Yeah. Anywho, 
Um, Joseph, uh, you know, he was ordained by Peter, James, and John, who sort of restored the whole, the, 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 the authority, God's authority to the earth. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who aren't, uh, formerly LDS or currently LDS, um, this is meant to have literally happened. Oh yeah. Like these people, like the ancient prophets, from Jesus's time and Jesus and Jesus's dad all at various times came and visited Joseph Smith. Yeah, yeah. They kind That's of like the first time this has ever happened. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like like because like Moses. 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 Right. Right. He saw a burning bush. He saw a bush, right? He didn't see I mean like God didn't come down and like talk to him no. and, and 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 god's uh uh little representatives right didn't come down and like no. touch him and give him this and give him that like this is all like crazy town shit yeah what joseph smith is cl- or claimed to have experienced so this, yeah so so this is where the mormons get their idea that somehow they that they have the real truth and everybody else is like oh they're just guessing and they've got a bunch of bullshit but but for him to go after i i will give him this uh, M has punching up down pat. You know the whole concept of punching up versus oh, punching down? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's doing punching up right. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, go after the, the, the bigger guys. Yeah. 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 See if you can get any of them to notice you, M. Yeah. They, they won't. Right. But try. Well, and this is great stuff because, like, the Mormons have been doing this whole, like, you know, trying to be nice thing, and they've, they've like been trying to build bridges and just kind of be mainstream Christians uh, in this country, and then, and, and this kind of just pulls the curtain back and lets you see that no, they don't really believe any of that play nice stuff. They know that all the others are bunk. This is like old school talk yeah. from Mormons. Yeah, like the the really dark stuff. It's the good stuff. I mean, they. Catholicism is the great whore, right? Or the 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 whore of the earth, or what? What's the line the about whore of Babylon? Whore of Babylon. There we go. Yeah, that like that's <laughs> what they believe. Yeah. So he's barely <laughs> even scratching the surface of what they actually think about the Catholics, and you know, I mean, at least historically. Yeah. So there you go. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Big big foot and mouth. Yeah. Let's see what they what they do to fix that one well there you go um okay i'm going to avoid the cheap transitional uh segue right now because i'm transitioning into something very upsetting as a matter of fact oh why do you do this because it's i don't know it's just the thing i try not to but then some of these things some of these things man hey hey, it's not me it's them (laughs) um i'm gonna take you to the world of life christian church uh, okay. In New Hartford, New York. That sounds nice. World of life. World of life. Ah, that's lovely. It's like uh, it's this is based on James Cameron's film uh, Avatar. <laughs> that world was really full of life. Oh, Jesus, that that was a little bit of a stretch there. Did you see how much life was on that world? There was a lot of life. Anyway, and it was in three D too. It was, and it sparkled. Big, tall, blue people running around. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a lot less uh, heartening than that. Uh, World of Life Christian Church is... Uh, 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 it's Apparently, they have some uh, 
some tough beliefs. They, uh, they, oh, yeah? So what, here's what happened. Mm. Uh, after a, after a uh, what do you call it, a service on a Sunday. Okay. A bunch of the, uh, the uh, small congregation stuck around. How small? Uh, I don't have that. Fit. Ten people? Two, Fifty people? Two uh, hundred people? Oh, I had it somewhere. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I always ask these questions. I'm sorry. The church, which began in 1984, has about five families or about 35 members. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so they all stuck around, and they were going to get uh, young, young members, uh, Lucas Leonard, and his seven, who was 19, and his 17-year-old brother, Christopher. Hmm. Those boys were, they're not, they weren't acting right. So these, so everybody was gonna was gonna band together and and help them act right and mm. get them to confess their sins to God. Ah, okay. They did this by beating them so viciously that one of them died. Did he confess first? <laughs> that that doesn't seem to have been covered in the I'm article. Sorry, that was, uh, you're a horrible uh, person, though. No, that's terrible, Dan. Yeah. They were I'm yeah. Sorry. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, listeners. That was the wrong way to go. <laughs> I feel bad. I need to confess my sins now. Yeah, you do. I'm gonna beat you <laughs> now. Um, here's the thing. Um, yeah, the uh, the oh, the God, parents just... uh, were involved. So, uh, yeah, I need to know some some more. Like they, why were they beat? Why were they beating him in the first place? Uh, it's like, like some literally, sort of just corporal it was punishment. This like, was called uh a quote counseling session oh. yeah okay that's really good counseling i'm pretty sure that the uh the you know the american psychiatric community would condone all of this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh they were continually subjected to physical punishment uh over, over the course of several hours oh my God. apparently in, in the hopes that each would confess uh to prior sins and ask for forgiveness what like okay uh, and do we have any sense of like what they were up to or what they thought they had been up to mm -mm. that could possibly have warranted any kind of like reaction. No. I of any no, kind. I have no idea. People. I have no idea. But there's not no that it would justify it, but yeah. just like just to kind of get where their heads were, because this doesn't make any sense. I'm pretty sure one of them was drinking the wrong kind of tea. They mm. were you know, they were on the streets. They're big on the tea at this yeah, uh, the the attorney for the father, Bruce Leonard, uh, has entered a, a not guilty plea on behalf of his client. Freedom of religion? <laughs> no. Uh, he said, quote, in the state of New York, he is charged with manslaughter in the first degree, which requires intent to cause serious bodily injury. And I do not believe there was any intent. They were beating him. Not with the intent to cause bodily injury. Spiritual injury? No, spiritual freeing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and there, there and that, are, there, huh. along with the two parents, four other church members are, uh, are apparently being held. Good. Uh, in connection to they this. They should all be held. They, it's, this. Anyone yeah. in the room should be held. Yeah. Or maybe they just were never held enough. And that's that's the problem. <laughs> Their mothers didn't love them. Yeah, that's exactly. The problem here. Ugh. All right. Well, moving on. Yeah. Can I move on? Please move on. Okay. Get me out of here. Just tragic story, Dan. Um. All right. 
Dan. Yes. This is something you're you're mildly familiar with. Yeah. Psilocybin. I why what are you uh, talking about? Magic frankly? mushrooms. The uh the uh the hallucinogenic the the, the psychedelic magic mushrooms. Technically the only kind of mushrooms that I enjoy. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest about it. But you probably it. still don't even enjoy the ingesting of them. No. Although they're not that enjoyable to ingest. Although it's funny because everybody who likes mushrooms hates the taste of that kind of mushrooms. I actually find them like kind of, it's like woody. They're just wood. They taste like wood. <laughs> okay. Which is fine for me. Fine. Anyway. They have, they have an interesting taste to them. Yeah. I'm not admitting anything. No, no, here. no. Um, neither of us are admitting to I've, having done. I've heard having ingested heard magic they, mushrooms that they have a, a funky taste. Right. Nor, uh, nor are we admitting to having done it together. Uh, no, no. That would never be something we would we would admit no, to no, no, on no. the national airwaves. No, and taking walks and <laughs> no, <laughs> wandering through your house. <laughs> Planting our faces. Who in the had pillows. the clown face? Was what? it you that had the clown face, or did Andrea have the clown face? I don't think anybody had a clown yeah, face. Yeah, I think you looked at Andrea, saw her frizzy hair, and thought she was a clown. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But that's b- beside the point. That's beside the point. But by the way, <laughs> by the way, we don't recommend that you do this. But if you ever do do this, find the movie Koyana Scotsy. That'll fuck you up for a little bit, and in a very pleasant way. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, is there a story connected to this? Nope, that's it. I just wanted to bring that up. (laughs) Remember that time? Yeah. No, uh, so there's there's some research going into the effects of psychedelic drugs on on sort of their spiritual effects, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. That, 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 That... the, that way that that word gets thrown around, spiritual right. and mystical, yes. like experiences, you know, because it's a, it, you have this like really overwhelming um, con- sense of a connection to things, right? A lot of people have that experience. As a matter of fact, and I, this is not going to be, I'm not going to trump your story here because I know that this, there were... I'm going to refer to some studies that were done like in the 60s, back before there was a ban on the studying. Oh, I hope you don't go. I hope you don't touch my story too closely. All right. Why don't, why, don't no, you go. You go. why don't you go? You go. You go. Tell us, tell us your little story, Dan. Well, I just know that there, that there were studies that were done where like you could, using psilocybin, people could, you could f- force people to have, mm-hmm. to feel like they had a spiritual God experience. Yeah. Yes. So I know that that happened. Yes. So go on with what you're saying. Okay. So, so they are bringing in. They want to bring in members of the clergy. Okay. Because uh, because and 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 people who might have um, a history of of meditation, like Buddhist meditation. Okay. Sure. Because these are people who they feel ha- are in tune with their sense of what it means to be spiritual and. To be to have a mystical connection. Okay, it's right? a, it's a it's a topic of of much uh, thinking and 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 it, if you're a me- if you meditate, it's it's something that you probably are experiencing on some level. There's, right, you know, uh, and so what they want to do is they want to bring these people in and have them describe. The experience, because they spend so much time in sort of a, a, a kind of the spiritual state, mm. they have a 
broader um, sense, a broader set of uh, words and language surrounding sure. spirituality sure. that they're very in tune with. Is they might the fury. have a deep, I w- you know, they might have a deeper sense of those places that right. you can go, a, a, so that they a can more specific about, understanding of what what it is. Yeah. That so they can talk about their experiences in a more nuanced way. Right. With regard to their experience on a psychedelic. So they, Isn't so, this fascinating? So they right? want to bring priests in and say, hey, talk about this. Now talk about what your experience was when we made you eat these mushrooms. Basically. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Because I know that they just barely re-legalized. Like, within Being the past few years. They do re- clinical studies. Yeah. And yeah. And so... Uh, this is this is all very very interesting stuff. They also part of the study is they want to see, they want to make sure they're they're really vetting these these ministers, right? Yeah, because they want to make sure that these are that these are people who are going to remain active clergy because they want to know about the long term effects. Because the 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 referring to these these studies back in the the sixties, yeah, this is this is fascinating. Um, they let's see the participants uh in these um in these studies after 14 months after their psychedelic sessions well over half of the volunteers said that said that the trip was among the five most spiritually or i'm sorry five most personally meaningful okay at 58% experiences of their lives wow and significant spiritually significant 67 percent said that it was one one of the five most spiritually significant experiences of their life and and with to to be clear like those experiments what they would do is like create a quote-unquote spiritual environment they would play spiritual music they would like they Mm -hmm. tried to create a churchy sort of feel i going into the to the thing to be honest this doesn't Talk about the setting or right. how it was. It, it just says that the, that these people they they went through this and they talked to one of the people who actually went through um, that those experiments um, back you know fifty years ago, right? And uh, and he says that he he was able to here. Where was it? Uh, what the silent. What the psilocybin did for me was reframe what I thought mystical experience was all about. I expected it to involve the basic symbols and language of religion, but it had more to do with the garbage that was going on inside of me at the time. It reframed my values and my perceptions, right? Wow. Um, it also helped him uh, inspire him uh, to work with uh, young people who had drug problems and then later work with, in social justice and interfaith ministries, right? Like the, the what's what's amazing about you know mushrooms and the little trips and whatnot that you can have on them, and I don't want to sound like I'm pushing it on anyone, um, but they are really really intense, deep, emotional, um, dare I say, spiritual experiences. And is now, that, now is that, not, is that how you that felt? I fe- yeah, I never felt any like connection to anything like supernatural, mm-hmm. but like. Just like this warmth and this happiness, and and to to be in my space because you know I've I, I've I I have done them a couple times just at home, mm-hmm. right? 
everybody likes to get out into nature. I've I've done them at home or I've done them in going on nature walks or sure. whatever. But like at home, I ended up having like these really sort of satisfying experiences where it was really about kind of connecting to my life and hmm. connecting to my space and just kind of where I am in life and thinking about the future and what do I really want and blah, 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 blah. And I always found that for like six months after one of these experiment, 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 experiences, <laughs> um, that I, I just had a very different outlook and very different mindset about things. Interesting. Because I don't, it's not like this is something that I go around, I mean, it's been years, you know, sure. at this point since I've, I've last done mushrooms. But, yeah. But anyway, um, not that I've actually done them. I'm no, no, admi- no. I'm not admitting to anything no. here. I'm but I, I'm just gonna go ahead and admit to <laughs> having done mushrooms uh, as as well as some other things. It is interesting, you know. I people who believe in here's the thing: people who believe in big spiritual things, God things, or like or some sort of mystical energy mm-hmm. or some other annoying thought like that. They if they get into the psychedelics. Oh, God, you're never going to shut them up. Well, what I love, though, is that most religious folk don't have a clue right. about what the mind can do when you release a bunch of, you know, serotonin or, or not serotonin, dopamine. Various brain chemicals yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think that there's something that there's genuine value to get out of these a lot of these drugs. It's, you know, they're studying psilocybin as a possible uh, help for aid for depression. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it seems to be very effective uh, for many people in that respect. And, you know, I've had I have friends who go do like ayahuasca ceremonies. Oh, wow. That's a totally different drug. Mm-hmm. That's actually technically DMT, mm. uh, which is which you, you can you know about that. Well, I've done DMT. We've heard all about that. <laughs> I've done DMT, but I've never done uh, ayahuasca. Mm. But I, but my, I have friends, multiple friends uh, from different, you know, different friends who have said that it's like, you know, I have one friend who swears it. One ayahuasca ceremony was like twenty years of therapy for him. Mm, I believe it. It just like re- it. It rewired his brain uh-huh. in in a way that was super helpful. He processed things. He just. It's just like he tore through things that he needed to process. Wow. And what would Nancy Reagan say? She would say that uh, any drug that makes you vomit uh, many, many times is probably not a good thing. Hmm. But she's wrong. Yeah. Apparently. Hmm. Anyway, that, that's all very fascinating. I, love- that, I, I just thought that it was a very, very um, just fascinating to, 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 yeah, to connect, you, you to, know, to, to try to involve the clergy in it. Yeah. That's just... That's what really I think is like the genius touch. Here's, I, I can't wait to hear what comes of this. I want to hear more about you that know. too. But here's what's weird to me. People who are believers, who have a quote-unquote religious experience with a, 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 a psychotropic drug, right? don't look back at that experience and go, well, now wait a minute. Mm. If, if this can be chemically induced... Is it possible that my other spiritual experiences are just a product of brain chemistry that's happening? Well, and I would go one step further, which is why don't they look at it and go, this experience was so overwhelming mm-hmm. and so powerful and so undeniable of an experience. Right. Why 
is my spiritual life nothing like this? Right. Yeah. Why is church why, 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 not this? Why, why doesn't God reach out and touch people and to, in order to really, truly change them? Yeah. You know, because like your friend who had 20 years of, of therapy in, you know, one session, why doesn't God just do that? Yeah. Well, God's kind God's of a so, dick God's that so way. powerful. It's funny. Right? I, I went to a restaurant in North Carolina uh, this week and on the wall, it had this big, I should have taken a picture of it. It had this big poster that said, I asked God to make me more patient. And he said, no, that's for you to figure out. And, and I asked God for this and God, like the whole thing, God just says, no, 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 no. You got, <laughs> that's, you have to earn that. No, yeah. you have to understand. You have to learn that by growing through it. No, yeah. you have to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this God is a prick. Yeah. You are a magic man. You can do this. Yeah. Why not just give it to me? Why do you have to make it hard? Because you have to grow, Dan. So make me grow. have these experiences so, all on your own. So make, so give me the experience. So fucking just inject it. This is the matrix. You're magic. You can no. just pop it in. God, Dan, you know this is not how God works. No, the Lord works in mysterious and in, awful yes. ways. Yeah. It's much, it's much easier for him to do nothing <laughs> and to leave it all up to you. Right. Right. That's much easier. It is. He's kind of a lazy God. <laughs> Our God is a lazy, lazy God. God. Uh, anyway, I'm going to move us along to Singapore. Singapore. Uh, land of Singaporeans. I don't know hardly anything about Singapore. but It's an island nation, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a city state to sort Southeast Asia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we got nothing. I know you can't uh, spit. You can't even chew gum. It's not even that you don't spit it on the sidewalk. It's if you litter, they like chop off your hands. And if you like <laughs> spit gum on the, or if you even just have gum, you're like, they're probably going to shoot it's you. Illegal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Singapore. Uh, right. Uh, absolutely. There's mm -hmm. no need to correct us on that, folks. Don't look it up. Uh, we're just positively <laughs> correct. Um, Here's something that is true, though. Uh, a pastor of a megachurch, a Christian megachurch in Singapore, uh, one Mr. Kong Hee, uh, he heads the City Harvest Church, uh, okay. which is a, a, a big old megachurch. He does that whole prosperity gospel thing. Love it. Which tends to work out really well for the guy preaching it mm -hmm. and less well for the people who are sending in their money. If you would just replicate what he's doing, <laughs> which then... You too could experience all of the prosperity. Lord help me that the gospel I'm tempted. Can I am tempted. Why not? God, it's, they make so much money. However, he's <laughs> in trouble. You could be the atheist convert. They would love it, oh, Dan. God, that story would play like yeah. a motherfucker. You you found Jesus in an and acid then, trip, and then every every <laughs> I make reference to that. All the time. And, and it would just play like gangbusters. <laughs> Anywho, uh, uh, Pastor Kong Hee uh, is in trouble. Um, oh? For apparently, uh, him and f five other church leaders um, were convicted <gasps> of multi-million dollar fraud on no. Wednesday. He was apparently funneling millions of dollars uh Okay. Into the advancement of his wife's singing career. Oh. Pop star Ho Yao Sun 
Uh, <laughs> or Mrs. Singapore's Mrs. Miller. Right. Well, no, she's uh, she's like, is she actually good. She's like Miss Hottie. She like. Oh. I I watched one of the I I did look up the video of of her hit single uh, China Wine. Apparently, she sings in Chinese. Apparently, she's probably Chinese. Uh-huh. Um, she okay. she sings in Mandarin. Hmm. Um, but this one's in English. Mm. Uh, it's a collaboration with rapper Wyclef Jean, and uh, and boy, I, I watched this video. Doesn't look like the wife of a Christian pastor to me. No, uh, she's she's doing the whole like bra and hot pants, like twerking her thing sort of deal, and I was just like, damn, that's uh, that's that's not Christian the way what, I, so the way I remember Christian. <laughs> Well, maybe you should go back, Dan. It's I'm, all about twerking now. Suddenly, I'm tempted. <laughs> I mean, you know, the rock and we went to a rock and roll church. That didn't mm. do it for me. But you know, twerk church, twerk church. That might be uh, that might be Doing a thing. Twerking churchin. Twerk church. <laughs> Welcome to the. Welcome to tw- twerk church, ladies on the poles. Thank twerk. you for your uh, for your kind service. You just twerk. You better twerk. Twerk. Yeah, it's and now Twitch. and now we pray. Twitch, twitch. Now Frank has just evolved into <laughs> saying words. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be great, Dan. I think it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's in he's he's in trouble for that. So okay, so which is funny because that would never happen here in the states because you can't because nobody can ask them what they're doing with their money. Yeah, really, not funny. Yeah, they of course they of course you can fund your wife's twerking career <laughs> go right ahead so she she seriously must not have been any good i want to see victoria osteen's uh twerk video no you don't oh yeah <laughs> oh get up there osteen when christians twerk oh yeah, yeah. work that twerk that i love it i don't, I don't know about that dan <laughs> all right well if you'd like to add anything to this conversation yeah, you, you being the so. listener out there, not yeah. me. I already did. Well, but if the rest okay. of you want to chime in, yeah, what can they do, Dan? You can go to, uh, you can write to us. Mm-hmm. That's easy enough to do. Podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com, or you can leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook dot com slash tgi atheist, or also on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. Yeah, it's a private group, closed group, for- so you you have to you have to join it you right. have to be let in but it, nothing nothing visible to the public says anything about atheism so if you're yeah. worried about that you're you're safe golden all right cool well we're going to take a quick break uh and uh re- revisit our friend old ben carson yeah ben carson he's a he's he, a he's a poop head he's a dumb man and a bad candidate and that's <laughs> that's well where we're gonna start all right all right and uh, I bought an organ. I was going to learn how to play the organ and read all those books you never read and see all those movies and not have to set the alarm clock. Uh, but, you know, sometimes the Lord has a plan that's different for us. And, you know, after the prayer breakfast, a lot of people started clamoring for me to run for president, which I thought was kind of a ridiculous thing. And I said, that'll all die down, so just ignore it. But it never did, and it just kept building. And pretty soon I was getting a box every week with 5,000 petitions in it. Wow. I, I pretty soon I had a whole room full of these boxes. 
and uh, people saying, you have to do this, you have to do that for us. And, you know, the draft movement built, and I finally said, Lord, um, I don't particularly want to do this. This is not on my bucket list, but if you want me to do it, you open the doors and I'll walk through them. And if you close the doors, I'll sit down. And the doors began flying open, much to the consternation of all the professional class and all the pundits who said, it's impossible. You can't possibly put together a national organization as a political neophyte. You don't know any of the people. There's no money. You can't do it. It's impossible. Forget about it. And yet, you see, it's happening. And they don't understand the power of God. (laughs) The power of God. The power. They don't understand, Frank. They just don't get it. Well, uh, here's a big takeaway for me. Yeah, he thought the idea of him running for president was a ridiculous idea. <laughs> I think that's the big takeaway. <laughs> it, that is one point about about which uh, he and I agree entirely. Yeah. But the doors are—they just keep opening, Dan. Yeah, he's walking through them doors. Yeah. This was on uh, Mar- apparently on Marcus and Joni. Which is one of those, which is a, a fantastic uh, program on the Daystar Network, which I just looked up and oh. is apparently a Christian network. Yeah. So you, oh, and you know, uh, I just discovered, I didn't realize this, he's Seventh Day Adventist? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a whole thing That's going around. That's terrifying. <laughs> there was a, those people are batshit crazy. In like, are you surprised? Crazier than Mormon crazy? Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a there was a very mean meme going around, and I actually don't approve of this meme. Oh, uh, comparing his wife to that of our current president, because two pictures sort of they put two pictures together. One was President and uh, Mrs. Obama decked out for some event. She's okay. in like Vera Wang, and she's looking great. And then there's uh, Ben Carson and his wife. Um, oh, no. oh. She's a Seventh-day Adventist. They're not supposed to look fancy. Right. But they can look better than this. <laughs> this was on This was on the day that he announced. And, I mean, She's the meme is daddy. correct. She does not look good. Mm. But still. Uh, mean. The, That's mean. The wives are off limits. It's not about the wives. Right. Don't, there's no reason to do that. Well, she, and a, a she didn't choose shouldn't a little, little be, limelight. Shouldn't be the issue. Right. Shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. You know? Like, that's just, yeah, that's, who cares? Yeah. Really? The end of the I, day. I do object to I, her, I, to a I, 62-year-old still going by candy. <laughs> I object to that. <laughs> Why? I, it just doesn't, that, <laughs> it just seems. It's better than still going by sissy. <laughs> it's those, or, they're, they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All of them are wrong. Okay, are are you showing this? Is there this delay due to the fact that you're going to show me this picture? Oh, it's just she just looks like she just looks like a she woman. looks like a just, nice woman. She definitely. I'm making fun of that. She yeah. just looks like a sweet woman down the street. Yeah, you know. Yep. Nah, she's not fashionable. That's her big crime, apparently. <laughs> but right. he's a he's a cuckoo bird. Yeah. He, you can't vote for him. Insanity. You, and here's the thing, listeners. You don't have to agree with me politically. That's fine. Right. You can be a Republican. I can be. Yeah. I'm not a Democrat, but I'll probably vote for a Democrat rather than right. a Republican. Right. But uh, you can't vote for him. 
<laughs> you can do a lot of things. You can vote, but you can't vote for him. That's just that's just that. Anyway, all right. Okay. Uh, we had some folks write into us. Okay, let's hear should it. I uh, should I read from? Do it, Dan. From those, um, let me just pull this up here. Frank and Dan, I love your podcast and have been listening for over a year. I spent five years in emergency management in Houston, and one of the most respected books on emergency preparedness is the LDS Preparedness Manual. No. Since we live in an area that's prone to hurricanes, preparedness is important for Houston. So when people ask me how to save and rotate food and water, I'd tell them to read the free book and just ignore the LDS parts. <laughs> no way. As former Mormons, I was hoping you could help me understand how preparedness fits into the religion Thank you so much for your podcast, Stephanie. Yeah, because the world's going to end. Yeah, Jesus is coming back. They don't preach it so much anymore. They, they, yeah, they don't hit it very hard, yeah. but they do hit the preparedness thing yeah. really hard. Still, they don't tell you why. They were preppers before it was cool. They really were, yeah. and now they've taken it. They do some next level shit. Some of these Mormons. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like some of these Mormons are like, I have ten years of food. Yeah. In my basement. Yeah. In buckets. Yeah. And it's all like grains like, that are dried and generators and yeah. just like they're totally outfitted and yeah. they're ready. They're going to survive. Well, if they survive, whatever horrible, horrible catastrophe ends the world. Right. Uh, they uh, they're going to be fine. It's they're so gonna funny. Get through it. I talked to because it used to be. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is this your memory? It used to be they taught Mormons talked constantly about a 72 hour kit. Have your 72-hour kit ready yeah. at all times. Uh -huh. Always have it ready. Make sure you rotate it out and all of, all of this stuff. Sure. Uh, and then it became like two weeks. It became like have two weeks worth of food and everything ready. And now there's like, they're talking years now. I, I think you might have missed the early part of it. Because the way that I always understood it was that they started with a three-year. Oh wow! You want you want three years. You have to plan for three years, right? Jesus Christ! And then and then that got they they brought that back down to one year. Now this was all when I was very 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 young, uh -huh. um, and maybe even like predates me a little bit. But um, and then it was one year, and so they still talk about the one year, right? Sure, you got to have your one year supply, you know, of food and and necessities and whatnot. And then what they have, and they've added on to that, is you need this 72-hour kit. And this might be, you know, the thing that's turned into two weeks and blah, blah, blah. That That's like, this isn't about surviving the apocalypse. This is surviving the earthquake. This yeah. is surviving the hurricane, right? This isn't about the, the, the end of days. The 72-hour kit. Yeah, saying. exactly. Yeah, okay. So okay, wait, I just pulled the, it up. Their, their preparedness and their, their desire to be sort of ready for anything that's that's just part of the culture right yeah I, so i just pulled this up it says uh church members are encouraged to prepare sim a simple emergency plan items to consider may include three month supply of food that is part of your normal daily diet wow which i mean if you're no if your normal daily diet was healthy you wouldn't be able to keep three months worth of it no no this is these are people who enjoy a canned Can meal, folks. Oh, yeah. These are people who enjoy some Casseroles. If it comes from a box, they're not going to turn their nose up. <laughs> uh, drinking water, they say. Financial mm -hmm. reserves. A longer-term longer supply of basic food items, which is never anything that they actually eat in their real lives. It's right. always like, 
I have 25 gallons of wheat. Yeah. What are you going to do with wheat? Well, they also do you, s- do you bake bread? No, I've never done that in my life. But you get you can get these um little hand crank wheat grinders. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh and and so you can like you can make flour. My mom had one. I don't know if she still does. Um <laughs> Did she ever flour. make flour? Uh she because it also ha- was electric, so uh-huh. you could bypass the ele- and just like put a little thing straight into the shaft and crank it if you wanted to, uh-huh. or there was an electric motor. Sure. And yeah, she would, because you had to do something with all this fucking wheat. Right? Yeah. And so she would, she would grind it and she would make bread. I think that she would ha- make bread with home ground flour. Wow. Yeah. My it grandma used to do that. It wasn't great. No, it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> and then she kept trying to come up with all these other things to do with wheat. And it was just like, no, you just grind it. Yeah, that's all you do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, the Mormons have just been hitting that for a while. I, I asked my my father in law once. He was talking about that. Do you have? Do you have? You know, Are you guys prepared? Do you have your your x amount of you know the three month supply or whatever? And I was like, David, on what planet would we need three months worth of food? like? What disaster would be so bad? Yeah, in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. That we would need three months of food saved up. And he's like, well, you never know. And I'm like, no, I do know. Disasters happen all over the world all the time. Nobody needs three months of food. Right. Eventually, like, somebody's going to come in a helicopter and give me some food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or I'll get out. Yes. It doesn't. Disasters don't happen to the world. Have you not seen these hurricanes? Well, here's the problem. They're getting law, bigger. Law, Dan. Of, law of probability says there's going to be a day. It's all prophecy. When they all hit at once. Yeah. There's going to be one day where they all just hit at once. Yeah. Tornadoes in Oklahoma. The earthquake's going to hit here. Yeah. Dogs and cats living together. Yeah. The mass house, hysteria. Dan, Dan, the house always wins. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say here is the house always wins. Well, you you definitely and Jesus is is the pit boss <laughs> in this comparison. Je- I want this a bu- I want a bumper sticker that says Jesus is my pit boss. <laughs> I want that bumper sticker. Anyway, thanks for writing in, Stephanie. I don't know what we we're now we're not talking about anything. So we'll move on to uh, to Petter from Alaska, who says, "Hi, folks." I was hoping to get your thoughts on references to deities as expressive elements in language. Mm. I noticed while listening to your podcast that, oh, my God, and similar expressions were used repeatedly. Mm. I asked because I've gone through some phrases or some phases, rather, uh, including going out of my way to use vulgarity like Jesus fucker, God fuck, fucking Christ and other such concoctions as a way, I think, of painting colorful and disrespectful mental pictures and reassuring myself and maybe others that I didn't give a shit about blasphemy and that I wasn't going to get struck by lightning or any such thing. Mm hmm. Using expressions like, oh God, or oh Jesus, on the other hand, come across linguistically as more like pleas or invocations, uh, which I really didn't want to give the false impression of doing. I've recently been reflecting on my annoyance with the ubiquitous and inane Allahu Akbar of Middle East combat videos, and have tried to curtail my (laughs) own references uh, to most probably non-existent deities. as a behavioral exercise, I'm finding it difficult after years of deliberate cursing, but I'm wondering if it makes any fucking difference. My hope is for us to get uh, problematic gods, the ones that people still think exist, completely out of our lives. 
I'm wondering if you think that referring to gods in casual expressions in any is in any way def, def, deferential. <laughs> I can use words. Uh, helpful or harmful in theistic belief maintenance. Hmm. And he says, P.S. I I forgot to mention all the holy cows, holy mackerel, holy catfish, and other uh, such. Holy, yeah, okay. yeah, all the holies. Here's the thing. I did struggle with this hmm. uh, for a while. I just thought, you know, this is not my thing. This is their thing. Right. And why am I using it? It doesn't make any sense. It's part of the vernacular. I think it. Well, that's what I came to, is that yeah. bullshit, it is my thing. Yeah. It's cultural. Yeah. This isn't religious anymore. Right. Saying, oh, my God, or, you know, you hit your thumb with a hammer and you go, Jesus Christ. Right. That's just That's just a cultural thing. Right. So I've given up worrying about it. Yeah. I don't th I don't think it sends any ma as a matter of fact sometimes I take it to the other extreme when someone when when someone sneezes around me and they know who, me and they know that I'm an atheist or whatever I often say instead of saying bless you I say may the lord bless and keep you. <laughs> Just cuz I find that funny. Just to go way over the top. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. God bless you. I I like I like God bless you. I think it's funny. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it does any harm. Because it's just it's just a swear word. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the the desire to be so post mm. like God and belief and mm -hmm. religion that that it, it that those words just they just go away. They just evaporate out of our language. Well, then what are we going to be cursing with? Yeah, it's oh pickles. You know, I mean, like what? What are we going to be? What are we going to? You need something good, and and that you is know? what, I, and that's something that has weight that's going to offend a, a person or two who might hear you say it. Absolutely, like that's the whole point. That's the that is the point of swear words. The problem is that swear words are things that each culture agrees is just a worse word than the other words. Yeah, and so we need those. Right. Those are awesome. Why and, is uh, shit worse than poop? Right, exactly. It's right? just we all just made this agreement at some point. Yeah. We all just shook hands on it, and 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 it's funny because old like the word swear comes mm. from swearing to a a god or to a saint or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It used to be all religious. Mm. In 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 French, like most of the swear words are religious, mm. uh, and and it used to be that way in. English as well. It would, right. Now by Saint Anne, I'll kill you or whatever. But but we got away from that, and apparently now it's all scatological. Yeah, except for those things, except for like Jesus Christ and right. Oh my God, and the truly wonderfully, like just wrong and yeah. offensive and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and it does have that added benefit of like really annoying Mormons. Yeah, like extra. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> I know. Uh, it sucks. I have to be so careful in some settings. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right. But thanks for writing in on that. Yeah, thank you. That's great. That's a great question. Um, so what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about people and their and the way they dress. Yeah. Because uh, here's the thing. I was just in uh, at I was helping my wife uh, at launch her new company. Right. And we were in High Point, North Carolina. Okay. The f furniture mecca of the United States of America, or formerly the furniture mecca. Uh, now it's kind of not that anymore. It's kinda, okay. It's weakening. Oh. Uh, curses. But, but, I mean, a lot of people go there. A lot of, a lot of uh, people from all walks of life go there. 
and uh, and I started to see like Orthodox Jews in their in their regalia, and hmm. I saw some regalia. Really, they have the Orthodox reg- Jews. Yes, you would call that regalia. Sure, okay. why not? Cool. All right, clothing in 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 their their various and sundry clothings. Okay, and uh, and you know and sick people in their turbans and whatnot. Oh, not ill. Not, not ill people. Seek. I like to say seek, but it's prob- but the proper pronunciation apparently is closer to sick. It's somewhere between the two. Somewhere in the middle. Ugh. I'll say seek. Vowel sounds we don't have in this language. I know. It's rude. It's rude of them not <laughs> to use our vowels. So I saw some some Sikh people and I saw some uh some Muslim people and mm. I so like, you know, and I start it just got me thinking about Religions and their and when I saw some Mennonites, oh yeah, uh, so just garb, just, just garb stuff they wear. People wearing stuff because of their religion, religiously like mandated clothing, which is weird because you know it just started out that that's what that's just what people mostly wore. Yeah, you know, and because I mean I love you. You brought up the example of, like the Mennonites. Yeah, right. Uh, Plain people, right? Yeah, they, so they wear plain clothes, right? For plain people, and the whole point about being plain is that you don't stick out. Mm-hmm. And so, compared to what people, you know, in Northern Europe were wearing back when they fled Europe, right? Right? They were wearing plain clothes. Yeah. Right. But now, not to stand out. Now the they idea. stand out. Now, boy. You know, yeah, it's not ostentatious. It's not standing out in some sort of like, in that sort of way. But they definitely get they, looks. Yeah. All they do is stand out. Yeah. You know, and then, and, and, you know, reserving buttons for workwear and that stuff yeah. because <laughs> buttons can be, you know, too ornate. No, that's the. Amish the Amish, thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now Amish do use buttons. They they will not use uh zippers. Oh. Zippers are fancy. Dear God. So no zippers. Dear God. So let's, I mean, let's get to it a little bit. I because it is interesting. Now the Mennonites and Amish frequently get uh confused for each other. Yeah. Uh, they are not the same, though they come from the sort of same uh lineage, heritage of religious. Well, they're all Anabaptists. Right. Right. So, um, so the Amish dress code uh, is basically it's. It, I mean, and and it's the same with the Mennonites. It's to prevent uh, vanity and boastfulness. Mm-hmm. But the Amish are the ones. The men all tend to have always beards. Yeah, and you know why they don't have mustaches? No, because it's it it, it, it it's uh, the 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 military officers in Europe would have mustaches. Oh. And they want nothing to do with the with anything militaristic. Oh. And so they But again, it's all references to like weird old stuff. Right. If you if if like they got they're they they're they're like, time capsule yeah, more than anything. That's that's really what they are. And the the Amish do it really well because they're the ones who won't use electricity and so right. they got the horse car, horse buggies and whatnot. Uh, they, 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 their con- clothes are constructed of plain, durable fabric in solid colors. Oh yeah. No, no, none no of this. patterns. No patterns. Yeah. No patterns. You, you get a stripe or a plaid on there. Forget oh, about it. You're no longer plain. What are you? A, what are you? A crazed? Are you a lunatic? It's nuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, men's shirts and women's dresses often uh, in attractive shades of purple. Mm, uh, that's not very plain. Uh, but they also I don't think of they'll purple do they'll, as they'll, plain. they'll do blues, greens, browns, blacks. You yeah. Know. Whatever happens to be not in fashion this season. <laughs> they specifically pull up Pantone's, like, color, right. colors, the color of the year from 1970. They've got the one, That's the one? They've got the one person in the village who, who takes, you know, Vogue <laughs> to make sure that they don't, that they know what not to wear. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, they do believe that uh, the buttons are too decorative and gaudy. Oh, uh, but look at look at these <laughs> buttons, Dan, on my shirt. Oh my god, <laughs> show off! <laughs> You're a damn my, show off. My buttons on my plaid shirt. Uh, oh my goodness! What yeah. am I showing off? I don't know. It's a nice shirt. It's an old shirt. Belts are not to have buckles for these people. Oh, I'm I'm breaking all the rules. You are. You're such a rumspringer. You. Uh. <laughs> Women are, and girls, long dresses, no, never shorter than calf length. Mm-mm. God, you show a knee? What are you, some kind of slut? Oh, I saw that movie with Harrison Ford. Oh, dear. She's bathing herself so seductively. <laughs> I didn't see that. You never saw Witness? No. That was a, it's a good who, little who, movie. Was it, wait, was, was uh, what's her name? I don't remember the actress. I want to say, I want to, I, I don't know who was in that. Anyway. Yeah. Amish girls and women never cut their hair. Uh, never? In, no. They pull it into a braid or a bun worn on the back of their head where it is covered by the prayer cap. And you hope it breaks off. So you don't condition. So it's, it stays brittle. I think if you, like, if, like, if, like, if you undo I, the braid, like half of it just falls to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> it's not attached anymore to the head. <laughs> Um, you'll see Mennonite women also in the prayer caps, and mm-hmm. that's, I think, part of what gets them confused. Uh, mm-hmm. And they also have the long, ugly dresses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how how do the German Baptists fit into this whole thing? I don't know, man. I, I grew up when there were a lot of German Baptists. And what do they dress um, like? Well, they have the little per, the little thing over the bun, and they wear ugly dresses. Uh-huh. And the men just, like, they kind of dress in more, in, like, jeans and... It's kind of basic shirts. Yeah. You know, it's very all it's all very simple and basic. Are they are they just like city Mennonites? Like Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently the Mennonites are actually getting more and more uh they dress more like the quote English, which is what they call all of us. Right. Uh so they, they you know, they they can't go too crazy with it, but every now and then the Mennonites might wear just something that looks something from the dress barn and <laughs> right yeah instead, <laughs> instead of something in, they made instead of something a little they, night out they, right exactly <laughs> if they're gonna get real crazy <laughs> go oh to tj maxx and pick something nice out meanwhile they got you know you you do have jews and uh, i didn't want to wait, wait i'm just switching That's I, a transition. because we're going we're gonna go, i'm gonna go through we're gonna go through a bunch of different religions and, oh, their, okay. and their things oh that's it's not you're right okay we kind of we kind of got in deep there. Yeah, we went a little a little yeah. deep. I'm gonna I'm gonna glance off a few other things. Okay, just, uh, but I careful wanted... with the Jew stuff. Why? <laughs> we always get it completely wrong. So I'm just saying, just Rabbi Gruber will straighten us out. Us. It's okay. fine. All right. But this is I mean, all I'm doing is just literally just talking about what they're wearing. Uh, okay. So like you know you got you've got. 
the obvious thing is the kippa or yarmulke. Right. That's yeah. just a little little hat. Yeah. It's a cute little hat yeah. that they wear, that the men wear. Uh-huh. Uh, a little skull cap thing. Uh, the the talit, which is the uh, the prayer shawl that a lot of, uh, that's worn while reciting morning, morning prayers. Uh, oh, okay. As well as in the synagogue. Mm. Um, there's the, uh, and then there's, there's, you can sometimes see the, the, oh, I I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say this right. Here comes the email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the seat seat. Okay. Which is, which, which is attached to the prayer shawl, but often worn, the, it, that shawl's often worn under the clothes, but the seat seat is the little, the little, uh, tassels that dangle down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that you can see. Uh, on on some Jewish men, okay, and then uh, and then, you know, there's there's also the uh, the tefillin. That's the the box that they wear on their foreheads when they, yeah, yeah, okay. This is less fun than the Mennonites, strangely. You because you strangely. made it all weird. <laughs> you went all weird about it. <laughs> like apparently, it's totally cool to just make fun of the Mennonites and the Amish, but we get to the Jews and you're like, no. We gotta be, be all deferential to them. No, I didn't say deferential. I you said being careful. deferential. I said careful. I'm not gonna be careful. You're ruining Just be this. Right. You're ruining everything. <laughs> Just Franklin, right, Dan. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I'm all. I'm all on, on edge when it comes to the Jewish. Apparently, stuff. you are. <laughs> anyway, some Jewish women uh, wear a, a, a head covering. Mm. That that's also a thing. Yeah. That you can see. Um, a kittle. Is a is a, a a white knee length cotton robe worn by Jewish prayer leaders in and some uh, Orthodox Jews okay. on the high holidays. Wow. Okay. Uh, what, should, what what else should we talk about? We could talk about um, yeah the Sikh the Sikhs. I see the Sikhs. They they've got some interesting stuff going on. They do. They've got their little knife. Yeah. You know, they they don't cut their hair. They keep it all wrapped up. Yeah, they wear the men wear the turbans. Mhm. Uh that's a thing. Yeah. Um they have the five articles of faith. Yeah. Uh, they got a loose undergarment. Wait, what is that? What is a loose undergarment? I'm not really sure. It's it's called the boxers. Cut Shahara. <laughs> so they, they prefer boxers over briefs. They're not brief guys. <laughs> and they definitely steer clear of the bikini briefs. That's, that's not a thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, they've they've got a, uh, a a wooden comb that they keep with them. Okay. They got an iron bangle, which I think is a, around the wrist. A bangle, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, they have I love they, that. Their hair is not to be ever cut. Yeah. Um. Huh. And they have the ceremonial sword, which is called the kirpan. Yeah, and the, the 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 whole idea of that is that they're supposed to be ready to defend themselves and defend others. It's defending others, right? I don't know. Sikhs, I I really I have this strange respect for the Sikhs. Yeah, because there's there's something there's something very there's something admirable in a lot of their practice, you know, like their their great big temple, yeah. the golden temple or whatever it's called, um, where where they you know serve meals. Everybody goes in and they they prepare food and yeah. they wash. Everybody participates, yeah, you know, in preparing these free meals to anyone who comes in. Yeah, you know, and they do like two or three meals a day. Um, a friend of mine went to the 
Parliament of World Religions. Thing. Okay. And there were there were like free meals that were included, right? Uh-huh. In the thing. And he said that he kind of caught a glimpse of here at this like convention center, there were Sikhs back in the kitchen who were volunteering to help out. Okay, great. Isn't that fascinating? That's though? great. I, I don't know. They, I, they, they have this like this this um, really true sense of like charity and 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 uh, trying to help, you know, and they, yeah. they do a lot through just feeding people. I, I think it's kind of cool. But anyway, there you go. I, I, I'm going to go back to the Jews. You got me all rattled on the Jew thing, but there was something I, I, I didn't get everything out that I wanted to. I wanted to talk about the, the Orthodox men also wearing like long black coats, wearing a no, lot of did, black. Okay, why do they do that? Um, apparently that it indicates a, a lack of concern for color uh, and other dictates of fashion. Isn't it a concern for black at a certain point? Well, at one point... Isn't that uh, what it turns into? It does seem like start creating these it's rules. It's supposed to say that it, it, they're supposed to be saying that I don't do fashion, but right. that becomes its own fashion statement. Yeah, it's 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 a very it, it all just seems you know. yeah. Well, and I'm going to get to that. I think that part of this discussion is that all of these religions, they're not just saying, "Oh, we don't do fashion. We're very plain. We don't." They are saying. I have a tribe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're and they're making it visible and and there's something oh, yeah. real about that. There's something to mm-hmm. that where it's like you know, it, it I don't know if it's a pride thing, but human beings in general. And I think that there's a, an evolutionary argument to be made. Mm-hmm. That human beings uh tribalism has been important since the dawn of our species. Right. Where, you know, knowing which group you belonged to was a matter of life and death yeah. early on. Yeah. And we've just, we're sort of hardwired for it. Yeah. So there's some, I feel like there's something about, uh, you know, wearing what what we wear, what my tribe wears. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, taking off the, you know, the Mormon undergarment, the, the temple garment. Right. right. Um, it was, it was a major step in my leaving Mormonism. Yeah. And, and, and it was a huge, like, it felt so weird to be doing it. It felt so kind of, I knew, I knew that it was the right thing to do and yet it still felt strangely wrong Mm -hmm. and it felt very final as well. Yeah. And so, and that was something that was underneath my clothes. It wasn't even something that showed. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have always dressed in black in a you know or or whatever right. right and to 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 take that step to put on a pair of jeans sure and some shirt that you actually like yeah you know and uh and then march out into the world i can't imagine yeah. so that 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 ability of of your clothes to claim you for that religion and for that community and group boy it's it's really i it's really powerful it is. You know, and I, I don't know. And I get the sense that I've ever thought of it in conjunction with other, other faith traditions, right? You know, yeah. Because it, it was just my underwear. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, know? imagine, and that's something where, like, yeah, a Mormon who has taken off their garments mm. can still show up at a family affair, and nobody will necessarily know. Eh, they're always looking at your leg for that line. 
Well, you can wear no. you can wear the long pant. You know, you can you could find a way to make it not obvious. Yeah, but even like um, boxer briefs, the line's too high. Though that yeah. your garments would have to have like ridden up really high. Yeah, for that to 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 fool anyone, right? Like because I the d- line is right here. Dan. It's like it's yeah, inches I, above I, your knee. I know. Yeah, and they're they very long, and they look for it. That's the thing. Mormons habitually look for that line. Well, that, and isn't that interesting? So Mormons have this sort of undercover tribal mm-hmm. indicator. And yeah. there's also like, you know, the old Mormon garments, the ones that our parents had when we were growing up, the men had these, the, what we call the eternal smile, right? which is a, a deep sort of scoop neck the, mm-hmm. that was plainly visible under their cheap white shirts that, that yeah. Mormon men always wore. Right. Uh, so you could see this, the, uh, this, uh, very sort of yeah it was very just iconic a, very there, iconic there's not any other t-shirt out there on the market that's that, gonna mimic that that, scoop. that men wear that men wear yeah absolutely not so that so so there are these there are these indicators there are these there there are these moments mm-hmm. now imagine take you know take your experience of taking off the the temple garment yeah and multiply that by a broad-brimmed hat that you've uh-huh. worn every day yeah uh you know the 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 uh, the earlocks the uh, the the what did they call that? I know I I, I we understand pulled what you, up. What but, you mean? But the yeah, pale, cutting, cutting those off, cutting those off. Ooh, I mean, show up, show up to a or to a, an Orthodox family. You know, yeah. Or if you're Sikh, you're going hit. into a barber and saying, "I like it short on the side," and you know, right? Take you know a few feet off the top. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's you true. Know. I'll take a three on the side and, you know, four feet off the top. It's just crazy. <laughs> like that thought, just that thought is probably enough to keep a lot of people in the religion. Yeah. Even if they have stopped believing, like the thought of divesting themselves of the outward trappings of their religion could be enough to keep them from ever doing it. Yeah. It's hmm. hard. Hmm. I, uh, you know, even. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm guessing that some people who leave their religions hang on to a few of those vestiges for mm-hmm. a good while. Well, I had already not believed in God for a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, for a, for a good while. Yeah. Like, I took my garments off after I moved to Salt Lake. So was it, it, I already told people, like, my friends down at like BYU, this had to be like 98, probably, sometime in 98, mid-98, maybe yeah. kind of later on, that... that uh, I didn't believe in God. Wow. I kept the garments on was until it? 2000. Holy shit. You know, that's... That, that kind of control. I still, I didn't have a drink of alcohol yeah. until 2000, 2001. Yeah. Somewhere in there, you know, and, and fully, completely didn't believe it. That see, this is this is what we're talking about. Like it, it's easy to just sort of dismiss these things as like weird clothes that people wear or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a deeper thing. I mean, we talk, we haven't even touched on Muslims and the hijab and the you know mm-hmm. all the or the the burqa, like the various things. Yeah, and Muslim wear is largely more is much more about what women wear. Yeah. Than it is about what men wear, and that becomes sort of another conversation altogether. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's those are those are the extra special ways that Islam is fucked up. 
Right. I mean, know, yeah. Their relationship to women. Yeah. That's they're cute about the women. Yeah. That they're fun. But I mean, I think that the uh I I think that that's like th- when you get to that point that you have that you have outwardly declared something for so long. I we should I would love to talk to Rabbi Gruber about about those moments, the moments of like getting rid of the outward stuff. Yeah. Cuz that's tricky stuff. It is. Anyway, uh hey kids, if you do you, tell us about your experience. Yeah. I'm guessing that we've got some people out there who had to change the way change their look after they left a religion. Yeah. And I would love to hear you your story. You couldn't dress quite so waspy anymore. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I gave away half my Izod shirts after I left the church. <laughs> I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I did keep the khakis, though. I think they're very nice. Anyway, if you've had that experience, please write to us. Uh, the way to do that would be to go to the interwebs, uh-huh. uh, find your uh, your emailer of choice, and write in podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, yeah, uh, you can call four two four six 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 eight four four two. We really uh, we'd like to hear your voice. We love to hear from you guys. It's great. Uh, it, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash tgi atheist, and uh, and like us. Yeah, like us there. Oh, you must like us. Like and share. Yes. Like and share, people. And then if you'd like to join our uh, closed group, you can just search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'd like to thank Mackenzie. Uh, that that girl, she's, uh, she puts in the work to yes, she doing, doing that Facebook page. So uh, so thank you so much yeah, for, for, your, you. for everything you do, Mackenzie. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us, year after year... Use their music. I think they've forgotten we're doing it, at this point. <laughs> well, but right. it's but it's a it's a it's a privilege and a pleasure to yeah. hear that music every week. Uh, and thank you, our dear dear listener, for your for your time and attention. We sure do appreciate you. Yeah. Bye bye.